everyone, welcome back to another episode, episode 6 of a lawyer and a policy analyst walk into a bar. I'm Jared Cummings, the lawyer. And I'm Delano D'Souza, the policy analyst. We want to take this opportunity to say Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Happy New Year everyone. Yeah, everything in one. As you know, we, we took a little vacation just like you did to enjoy the time with friends and family. And now we're back with some new heat. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, yeah. we're keeping that, that same pace, that same energy. And uh, we're gonna bring to you, well, we're bringing to you this exciting topic. Uh, we wanna discuss motions of no confidence in the region. Uh, you, you know, Guyana just had, a, a, I guess, a topical one, you <laughs> a could big say. One. <laughs> a big one. And, you know, around the world, there have been motions of no confidence against representative leaders and parliamentary representatives mm-hmm. around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to just touch on that while it's still hot, while it's still topical. And,. I guess we could get right into it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like like you said, Jarek, within the last few months or so, there have been several motions and no confidence debated in, in parliaments of different countries around the world. Uh, these motions really represent uh, attempts by opposition forces in different countries to begin the process of prematurely removing leaders and or their governments from office. So basically, you know, it's it's not limited to the removal of a party or a government, so to speak. It can be internal um, motions of no confidence which seek to remove the leader of the particular government or a particular party. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, many look at this, look at these motions of no confidence. They re- really look at them as a sign of, you know, working democracies around the world. And it's something that it should be enshrined in our democratic way of life. <laughs> Funny you <know>? system. <laughs> because, you know... <laughs> Because, I mean, they, they allow for the, the, you know, they highlight the shortcomings of our leaders and, you know, the governments. And yeah. it allows the, the representatives to say, hey, okay, there needs to be a change. Or really to highlight some inefficiencies mm-hmm. in their policies or something. It may not always be to remove the government, mm-hmm. but just to draw attention to some flaw that's uh, happening right now in their policy or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, that's something important. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, sometimes this can be a bit opportunistic by opposition parties to sort of, you know, kind of hijack the attention and, you know, uh, shine a spotlight on, on issues that perhaps aren't being addressed to their liking and so on. Right. But yeah. at the end of the day, that's part of our democracy. We really want our, our opposition MPs, our opposition forces to be able to express that and to get the attention that is required if, if leadership is poor, if things are going, uh, you know, not in accordance with the best interests of the country, etc. Yeah, that's why it's what, you know, that's why they were enshrined in our constitutions around the world because the framers saw the need for for that you know for the motions of no confidence in these kinds of situations so it's important and something that governments and democracies around the world don't normally take lightly exactly in terms of on the international scene uh, we're gonna kind of take it international and kind of do do like a wide shape as, as you put it in academia a lot in terms of our research we're gonna go wide a funnel shape and come in more narrowly into the caribbean That's the region, yeah. right so on the international scene we've seen votes of no confidence in france in july uh, 2018 and one that this was spurred by a scandal involving uh, i don't know if you remember Jared, the, the president's personal bodyguard who was beating a protester right. there in, mm-hmm. in france and you know the opposition forces led a vote of no confidence of course it was spurred by the unrest about this but it also had to do with other uh, things that they weren't happy with in terms of his leadership and uh, as you know um president macron in um 
France has a very healthy majority and so this vote was defeated uh, by him in July and again in, in December 2018 his popularity has been plummeted and his poll numbers nationwide have been falling as a result of unrest and I don't know if you remember that they had announced that they were raising the prices of fuel right I know that that was the big thing yes you know, yes recently and then you know a lot of people started protesting in the streets breaking you know it was it was a riots and so on thereafter uh, opposition forces again filed another motion of no confidence against um, the, the, the current government in France. So, you know, we, we see this uh, in France. Australia is another, you know, Australia is almost like a revolving door of prime ministers. <laughs> yeah, that's another one, yeah. With um, Turnbull, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He defeated the motion tabled in Parliament by the opposition Labour Party. Uh, just hours after leadership was challenged by a Liberal Party colleague. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that no confidence motion... You know, it could have brought and brought on an early election. I mean, which all of them generally do. Mm-hmm. But you know, that failed after the government lawmakers in the lower house of parliament backed him, and you know, he has since been replaced by. It's, it's so funny, yeah. Scott. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> you know, you know, like when you say you you, you run from the coffin and both from the jumbie. <laughs> perfect. That's a perfect, that's a perfect so, adage there. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you survive a no confidence motion within parliament. Uh, after yeah. being backed by the lower house, only to then be challenged yeah, internally right, exactly. by a, a colleague. As you were saying, I, no I think he was a finance minister, the treasurer, yeah. as they put it in Australia at the time, Scott Morrison, who is now the prime minister the of prime Australia. Minister. Yeah. And so we know about this, this is something that happens regularly in Australia. <laughs> They've had, uh, I think, probably one of the highest turnover in terms of the prime minister uh, over recent years, and that's right. been something interesting there. Don't under. There's one second. We even open our bears tonight. Oh like, God! Yes, we, it's we, true. We, we need. Let, 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 let me just take a moment. <laughs> oh boy! This week I'm, we're sipping on some high run for the culture. Hold your yeah. own, you know. Yeah, hold, holding our own. Not sponsored, but <laughs> open to it. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, and that's Australia, Jared. Greece as well. Uh, right. The Prime Minister recently survived a motion of no confidence uh, in Parliament which really surrounded a, a decades-old dispute over the na- over neighbouring Macedonia. On June 16th, the lawmakers backed him by rejecting the motion brought by the opposition, New Democratic Party. And I'm not talking about the New Democratic <laughs> Party of St. Vincent and Grenadines. Uh, and they had accused him of granting too many concessions in the deal. So it's been happening. It's been happening. See, and the, this that same too many concessions being granted. That was what was happening in Guyana, right? That mm-hmm. was their main thing. So yeah. you know, we could see that these are the kinds of issues and policy decisions that result mm-hmm. or that spur these mm-hmm. motions um, of no confidence mm-hmm. around the world. I mean, we're moving into the big one now, internationally, the one that you can't get enough of right now in the United Kingdom. The UK, yeah, yeah, and this is surrounding the growing uncertainty. Uh, around Brexit and Prime Minister Theresa May's ability to deliver a deal that is satisfactory to Parliament and it resulted in in a, a vote of no confidence being triggered against her leadership. Now it's important to note that it wasn't one to prematurely end the government, it was one uh, basically uh, an internal one with to have her removed as leader of the party. Uh, so Sir Graham Brady who is the chairman of the committee in charge of the Conservative Party leadership he received 48 letters because that's always done in the in, in um conservative party he, he received 48 letters from mps signaling their discontent with her leadership and as a result it was able to trigger a vote and it, it could have seen her removed as leader of the party and replaced as prime minister and we also know uh, that she only be- recently became prime minister or well, not recently a couple of years after 
after David Cameron resigned after losing the Brexit, the Brexit vote. vote. So you know, it's really she was elected because of this Brexit vote, yep. and you know she she's she almost lost yeah. Uh, yeah. because of the Brexit vote. I know something interesting that I discovered uh, when looking at this topic was that Corbyn's motion of no confidence, right? Uh, that he placed, that he tabled, that that was a particularly interesting one because normally under the uh, the fixed term Parliament Act, that's in 2011, right? You know, that really took away the prerogative to dissolve Parliament, you know, before the monarch could dissolve Parliament mm-hmm. upon advice of the Prime Minister. Um, but outside the five-year term that's stipulated under the Act, you know, there are two ways in which you can trigger a general election. Mm-hmm. The first is where you have a supermajority, and then the second is well, where... a supermajority? So that's more than the, um, well, it's more than two-thirds okay. of the MPs, okay. right? And uh, the second way is where you have a no-confidence motion. Mm-hmm. But the Act is very specific in how it deals with that no-confidence motion, right? In that the wording that must be used. So section 23A of the Act stipulates that the wording of the no confidence motion must it's like to the effect that this house has no confidence in her majesty's government mm-hmm. now what Corbyn put forward on the table was wording to the effect that this house has no confidence in the prime minister mm-hmm. right so they're saying like a lot of uh, um, academics and so forth are saying that you know that really wouldn't have been a binding motion mm-hmm. in that had it carried right in that it fell forward of the act mm-hmm. because of that wording and the act is very specific in the wording it says that it must um it must be that must be worded that way right and then even after that if it were worded in that way and it had passed a confidence motion could have taken place within 14 days after that and it's only if that confidence motion did not pass then it would actually trigger a debate. So basically, she, ha- she has two cha- two bites at the, at the Yeah, those two things must take place. Well, one, the wording it is very easy. Mm-hmm. It's just that Corbyn didn't do it properly, right? And I know that a Scottish uh, national MP, he was even, um, did a bit of a stunt in that they brought a no-confidence motion against Jeremy Corbyn mm-hmm. for not, not wording it properly. properly. I don't know yeah. if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, that was what just a bit see. of a stunt there. Yeah. But that, that's just one of the things. So... I found that very interesting because, you know, yes, it would have diminished a bit of um, her authority in the party because, you know, mm-hmm. it's a bit embarrassing if she did yeah. lose that. Yeah. But, you know, it, she would have been obliged to do anything as mm-hmm. such. But, you know, that's that's how it was. Mm-hmm. So I found that very interesting when I was, you know, looking at this topic. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's the UK. We, yeah. we, we stuck on the UK a bit there because, yeah. you know, that was a bit interesting. Yeah, it remains so. But Prime Minister Theresa May, she did win the vote of no confidence and of of the Conservative Party by a majority of 200 to 117. And after securing the 63% of the total vote, she's now immune from a leadership challenge for a year. So she's bought herself some time as leader of the Conservative Party. A lot is happening with the UK and you know this is just one of the these are the international examples of um, recent votes of no confidence. Now in a Caribbean context uh, most of these votes of no confidence are not usually gained at a leadership change in the sense that these are not we don't usually have internal internal votes of no confidence so for example we wouldn't we, we don't usually hear uh, about um an internal vote of no confidence uh, you know basically trying to replace uh the prime minister or the leader of the party what we usually hear about in the region is votes of no confidence that are geared at removing the governing the party yeah. uh with the view of having fresh elections right yeah. so that's that's what we usually have in the caribbean 
and just in terms of that, the constitutions of most of these nations, as you mentioned before, Jerry, have provisions for call of no confidence in the performance of the government. Um, I, I think it may vary by constitution or by country, mm-hmm. uh, but it typically requires a, a, a simple majority of the elected House of Assembly, correct? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so that's that. But just going out to some specific examples in the past and going back to 2012 in Grenada, I don't know if you remember the Tillman Thomas government. Uh, the National Democratic Congress, NDC. Uh, the, the administration was the subject of two no-confidence motions uh, moved in wow. the House of Assembly. <laughs> and you remember at that particular point, there was a lot of political turmoil. In, and I, I, you have to be so careful when you say political turmoil in Grenada because, mm. you know, Grenada has gone through the Grenada Revolution and so on. So they've, yeah. Seen, yeah. they've seen much yeah. more, than, more, yeah. more than this. And the first of the no-confidence motion was prompted by uh, then-opposition leader, Dr. Keith Mitchell, but it was defeated by eight votes to five. At that time, there was a lot of internal conflict within the NDC party and the, and the NDC government. Uh, so much so that the second vote of no confidence was actually introduced by an NDC member, uh, MP Carl Holder, who I think was a former foreign minister in Grenada, but they had oh, a falling right. out. Right, or right, the Bacchanal thing, right, right, he right, ended right, up, right. I, I, there, there were rumors that he was going to cross the aisle and, and go over to, to the Dr. Keith Mitchell and, um, opposition. And, you know, but after that, I think there was a point where I think Parliament was prorogued up. Something right, like that. Prorogue, yeah. yeah, it was prorogued for a while to try to avoid uh-huh. actually having the debate and the vote. <laughs> oh, okay, so, yeah. so essentially, uh, uh, Tillman Thomas was running. Right, 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 right. Um, eventually, uh, Thomas went on to lose the February 2013 elections and uh, Dr. Keith Mitchell was elected or re-elected That's as PM. Right. I think in that, in that particular election, they won all the seats. Oh, right, uh, for okay. the first time, I think so. They won all the seats in 2013. 2013. Okay, okay. So that's Grenada. Yeah. Is it when you when you deal with a small nation, it's particularly controversial and divisive, eh? Because yeah. it's so small, you know. Yeah. Like I mean, when once one person flips and decides to go on the other, go across the aisle, you especially know, when you have them slim majorities as well. Exactly. Yeah. These yeah. slim majorities, <laughs> eight, seven, yeah. and, and and these type of things. So. It ain't easy. And when we get to the case of St. Vincent, we get to that soon. But, and even Guyana. Yeah, the, the, the surprise, and we played a clip for you. <laughs> we played a clip for you. Get a little piece of the clip. The surprise when somebody who's expected to vote against the motion oh, yeah. votes for it. And it can happen. Mm-hmm. And I think we assume mm-hmm. that it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know? And so that's Grenada. In Montserrat, uh, the People's Democratic Movement government uh, led by uh, Premier Donaldson Romeo recently defeated a motion of no confidence. Uh, which, which after uh, three days of debate, you know, he he ended up on. This is in October 2018. Uh, he ended up winning the opposition, which include two former members of the government. Uh, <laughs> they 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 had called for the motion, which failed eventually. But it's, it's just funny to me because when we started saying, "Boy, let me check out this guy and a thing," I was not aware. Mm. Of how recently we've, we've been seeing these type of, of occurrences within the region. I think, yeah, I think it's because Guyana was so um, unexpected. That, yeah. That's why we heard about it more yeah, in mainstream yeah. media. But I mean, yeah, they've been happening. I mean, as you say, just in 2018, I yeah. mean, there the, are the, these motions of no confidence in Montserrat and St. Kitts and so. I mean, it's. It's, it's crazy, you know? And the thing about it too is that we don't, we typically don't expect it to pass. So when you hear mm-hmm. a no confidence motion being called, but you know the government have a majority, in mm-hmm. your mind is like, eh. That, that's the thing too. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing come of that. They might chat about it for like, they might have a little debate. Yeah. Then they have, the, the government can win the motion and then we move on and so on. I think that's the reason why a lot of 
oppositions don't table the mm -hmm. confidence motions all the time because you know if you keep tabling them and you know you're gonna lose yeah obviously your supporters are gonna lose faith in you so yeah. well you know why why are they doing this it really delaying. should be when it's something like dire when when right, when, yeah. when the mismanagement is such that you feel yeah. that there's really mm -hmm. a, a crisis a, a lack of confidence in in the government yeah exactly and in saying kids in december 28th in just the other just day, the other day. <laughs> i think it was on christmas just before christmas brother uh. there was a motion of no confidence against the Dr. Tim, um, Timothy Harris unity government as you know in, in um, St. Kitts uh, Dr. Denzel Douglas's Labour government was in power for many many years I think he was mm -hmm. going for the fifth term or something like that he was in power right. for like 20 years and two or three parties I think um, formed a coalition which they call Team Unity uh, which went on to win the government of, of, of St. Right, Kitts right. and they've been there uh, they, they won 7 of the 11 seats uh, with the remainder of course going to the St. Kitts Labour Party so, Dr. Denzel Douglas, doggy, as we just call him, <laughs> you know, Dr. Denzel yeah, best friends, buddy. <laughs> no, 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 that's what the people just call him, brother, not that. me. And that's when you spend your time in some kids that you know. <laughs> you know, but um, the opposition leader who filed the motion, he, he urged the government legislatures to lend support to his motion and to ensure that uh, the, the downfall of the present administration, uh, whom he accused of being corrupt mm -hmm. and engaged in acts of nepotism, among other ills, and this is according to the CMC Caribbean Media Corporation. And for example, there were recent allegations of that there were passports being sold under the CBI program for less than the advertised prices. Right, and yeah, I think it was yeah. prescribed by law as well. Yeah. And that actually was a big saw scandal. that after we did our program. Yeah, actually yeah. Saw that, I was like, hey, you know, if that came before, we would have actually mentioned it and talked about it when we did the podcast on it. But yeah. Yeah, so they, so of course, they debated and. The motion was easily brushed aside by uh, the, the, the Timothy Harris uh, government because they have the majority. So there was no drama there. Essentially, there wasn't much debate about it. There was probably one or two persons that contributed to the debate and then there was a vote. So that's what happened in St. Kitts recently. And then in St. Lucia <laughs> in November, yeah. November 2018, <laughs> the main opposition, and St. Lucia is a special case because I have some colleagues, um, some research colleagues in, in, in Kayville that are St. Lucian, who speaks so passionately about um, the Alan Chastnick government and you know mm. some of the things that they don't agree with in terms of his methods, in terms of, uh, of, of, of the way he's running the country and so on. So, you know, and it's surprising given the, the, the confidence that was shown in him mm. uh, and his administration when he won uh, the recent election. So when you hear these things and then you see an, a news about a, a motion of no confidence being raised uh, against the Prime yeah. Minister Alan Chastney and, and his government and they were asking for his immediate resignation uh, having only been in office for two and a half years Alright, see I'm almost embarrassed to say that I didn't even hear about this one to be honest, this one slipped right right past me I don't, in November, right? Yeah, I don't even know if it went to a vote to be honest because the articles that I, I read and I, I didn't have the time to um, to kind of consult um, my Lucian uh, colleagues on it. Uh, I don't know if it went to a vote, but I know them, I think it was filed by the opposition leader, um, Mr. Pear. And although the motion is not really expected to carry because yeah. of the majority, the, majority yeah. the opposition leader was sort of expecting the debate mm -hmm. to allow for the articulation of, the, the, of what he sees as deep concerns mm -hmm. and anxieties mm -hmm. uh, within the St. Lucian society. Squandering of states financial resources so they just went on there was a slew of allegations that he's making and, and filing his motion and no confidence so we see it yeah and like that's the thing that when we start out the this discussion we're saying that sometimes these motions are tabled just to highlight these inefficiencies yeah. you know and to draw attention to it so that the voting 
public, the, mm-hmm. the populace can say, well, okay, the opposition is raising this because they want to highlight this issue, this is this shortcoming, mm-hmm. and I mean that's why it's it's really tabled by a lot of oppositions around the world. Definitely. And now moving home. Home. Moving home. St. Vincent okay. and the Grenadines. <laughs> in January 2018, opposition leader. Yes, a year ago. Yeah, boy. About it's the anniversary. Uh, yeah, almost. Uh, <laughs> uh, opposition leader Dr. Godwin Friday filed a motion of no confidence against the Unity Labour Party government of Prime Minister Dr. Ralph Gonzalez. Now, this motion. Um, around the time there was a lot of controversy around uh, finance minister Camilo Gonzalez mm-hmm. in relation to the allegations um, surrounding um, uh, one Yugi Farrell and right, right, and right. so on so and at the time I think he had opted not to speak publicly about it and so on and so this kind of triggered in part uh, the motion of no confidence filed by um, opposition leader so it allowed them one to ventilate that issue and try to get a response from from finance minister and secondly to speak about the other issues that they you know that they wanted to raise pertaining to the government now interesting thing about this mm-hmm. i mean we've spoken about all these other cases where there were debate was had right, right. Uh, you know where debate was had in the cases in Minnesota when the motion came up for debate uh, PM Gonzalez presented an amendment, which is interesting to me. I remember listening to this debate. I was in Barbados working at the time, and you know, I, well, I could say that now because I don't work anymore. <laughs> I remember spending that whole morning like glued, glued to the. I wasn't even working, brother. I was just at my desk, yeah. you know, <laughs> just listening to Parliament because yeah, I really wanted to, thing, yeah. you know. Um, Prime Minister presented an amendment, which uh, Speaker Jomo Thomas allowed. After about three hours of debate, I remember them fellas went back and forth, yeah. up and down, left and right yeah, about this yeah. this proposed amendment by PM Gonzalez. In the end, the amendment essentially turned the motion of no confidence into a motion of confidence right. in the government. Now, had it passed, the original motion without the amendment would have, as we mentioned before, uh, seen the fall of the government, which would then you know have other um, constitutional implications and so fresh elections, etc. However, because the speaker allowed the amendment, it, it became a motion of confidence. And the government went on to pass this motion of confidence, confidence. in themselves, in the absence of opposition uh, lawmakers who had stayed away in protest. Now, Jarek, as a man that does usually chastise the opposition um, MPs heavily mm-hmm. when they don't show up to parliament and when they leave and them something. Day. Yeah. But in this particular instance, when I listened to that debate and I saw um, that the, the, the amendment was allowed, yeah, you know, nobody expected. Let me just say this: nobody expected the vote to carry. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't amended, nobody expected it to carry. Yeah, sure, yeah. We expected yeah. the opposition MPs to chat, 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 and speak yeah. and thing about about you know their ill, the issues, what they see, right, the issues say, and so. And then the government will politely vote, yeah, and and you know and and and, and defeat the motion. That's what we expected. Yep, yep. You know, that's what I expected at least. Mm-hmm. And instead. You know, it, it, it was amended and then the opposition MPs decided not to return to parliament. Like I said, I usually chastise them, but in this instance, I was like, what are you coming back for? <laughs> what was I coming back yeah. for? Yeah. Having tabled a motion of no confidence mm-hmm. and it is allowed to be amended to a motion of confidence. It essentially means that we don't, we're not allowed to pass motions of no confidence in St. Vincent mm-hmm. as is prescribed under the constitution. Mm-hmm. So that became a back and all thing. Yeah. I know at the end of December when they were discussing the the IBC bill, the new IBC bill, I know that MP Sinclair Leacock, he, he brought it up again. He revisited the issue of the no, no confidence motion that was taken back in January, early February. 
and you know he pretty much expressed his his dissatisfaction in what occurred. He was saying, you know what, I'm ashamed in ourselves, you know, for mm. allowing it to happen, to be bullied, and for the speaker as well to be bullied. He was like, you know, telling the speaker, I know you must think about it, and you know you must right. feel as though you're bullied into this position, into allowing the amendment, and um, you know it's something that obviously the opposition they still carry with them. Everywhere they go, I will carry it too. Yeah, because I have a man of them in a week. I want to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so I mean, you know, he was because um, the the speaker yeah. after it after it happened. Yeah, yeah he came out he came and he out, said right. he had heard. I think those are the words he used, that, and that he, he should said, not yeah. have allowed the amendment mm-hmm. and so on. Um, you see, what happened as well is that he said he heard, right? He said that in a Facebook post, he came out and said that after, um, like a few days or so after. But I know Queen's Counsel Pierre Campbell. Uh, he's he's pretty much a constitutional lawyer. I'm not, you know. But you know, I he came out in defense of it, and he said pretty much that these amendments happen. You know, these amendments are um, they they're allowed for understanding orders, and essentially all around the world, when somebody when a when an opposition tables on a conference motion, these amendments take place. And the regular thing is to turn them into motions of confidence. That's what he said. I I I didn't do any research into it to say okay, well, whether or not that's true. But he was pretty much uh, speaking about the fact that these standing orders allow for the amendments, and he even quoted Erskine May's treatise on parliamentary procedure, mm-hmm. which is considered like the Bible of parliamentary procedure on the world. And he was pretty much saying that an amendment, as defined in that treatise allows or the objective of amendments are to allow for an alternative position to the one that's tabled and an alternative position in this case would be turning a a no confidence motion into a confidence motion so he was pretty much defending the speaker's position and saying hey you were right and sound legally you did not err as i say he is the constitutional lawyer here if that's the case, then I can see the merit. I can see his points. But don't you think that the majority of, of uh, I would say probably the opposition supporters, mm-hmm. um, even those people who are um, looking from an objective standpoint, kind of, would say, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't the, the debate have been allowed? Mm-hmm. We know you can't win. I mean, unless, unless a, a, a government MP were to vote with, with the opposition. Mm-hmm. You know, we know you can't win, right? In keeping with what has happened in the other countries that we've discussed before, where the votes were tabled, they were debated, and yeah. they were defeated. Yeah. Right? So that's the argument of the opposition, right? To my mind. They're saying, like, you know, we should have been allowed to, to voice our concerns to Whitney. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the side of me who wants to say, well, even in the motion of confidence, you could have still voiced your concerns had you come had back to Parliament. Right? Right? You could have yeah. still voiced the same concerns yeah. Uh, yeah. About, about, you know, mm-hmm. even though the. the, the, the the, the name of the motion has been changed, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You're still allowed to say what you had originally planned to say in relation to uh, the shortcomings of the government. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But as I said, I could understand their, their, their kind of frustration in them not coming back to Parliament. So there's kind of, you can see it from both angles, really, from both sides. On one hand, you're saying, but, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't reflect poor in our democracy mm-hmm. that, uh, that, there was not, uh, that there was not a vote of no confidence or it was, there wasn't any debate about it. But then there are others who might say, well, there was a debate about it and the opposition had the opportunity to contribute mm-hmm. to a motion but, to, chose, to stay away. but chose to stay yeah. away. Yeah. But in this case, I, 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 I would say, you know, if it's going to go that, if that's how it's going to go, mm-hmm. you know, 
then just yeah, I don't know boy this one you know <laughs> but to me I, yeah. I could definitely see the side of the, mm-hmm. the, the the opposition and I think the um and I, I think former Prime Minister Sir James Mitchell uh, came out and said he was concerned about the impact on, on our democracy yeah. um, in St. Vincent as a result of the failure of Parliament to allow for the debate mm-hmm. of no confidence brought by the opposition lawmaker. And we know that, that, that um, former Prime Minister uh, Mitchell has been at odds with the, with the now Democratic, the new opposition, Democratic yeah. Party opposition. <coughs> but for him to come out and say that, Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of says that yeah, you can't discount his views, his opinion. He was prime minister for seventeen years. He knows, yeah. he knows a thing or two yeah. about parliamentary yeah. procedure and, yeah. and 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 votes of no confidence. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you when you hear him coming out and say something like that, mm-hmm. then I think the ordinary man should at least take a look at it and kind of want and kind of say, well, what, what really happened? Yeah. You know, has our democracy been dealt a blow? Mm-hmm. By by that particular occurrence, or mm-hmm. you know, or, or is it like Panel Campbell has said? That it really is, there's nothing sinister, there's nothing scandalous about it. Right. Yeah, no, I, I can see I can see the opposition's argument. Because, you know, the Constitution allows for it. The Constitution caters for these motions of no confidence. And, you know, it actually prescribe how it should go about, you know, in that the, the House has to consider it and so forth. And there is even some debate as to what consider means. Mm. Whether consider actually means debate mm. or if it's just to be presented. To be presented. Yeah, yeah, I think the Prime Minister mentioned that during the There are things like that. But it's something interesting. I mean, we mentioned it earlier, but the UK position, as, as I was saying, is that, you know, two things have to occur in that, one, the motion has to be tabled properly in terms of the wording. And then if it passes, if... A confidence motion isn't passed within 14 days mm. then it tri- triggers an election their situation is that there's a no confidence motion and then 14 days for a confidence motion mm-hmm. obviously they have more parties and so forth so you could form more coalitions and mm. these kind of things and if you face a no confidence motion and lose you know chance that you could probably try to team up with some other party mm-hmm. members and therefore win the confidence motion you mm-hmm. know we probably don't have that here but yeah. You, know, you lose, you lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that, that's, that's something, you know. Yeah. But now moving on to the blockbuster, Guyana. <laughs> Guyana. We're going to play the clip for you now. We're going to play the clip. clip. <laughs> gonna play the, we want you to hear the moment because everybody in the house of assembly in Guyana was surprised when when, when this particular um, government MP voted with the opposition. Yeah. And yeah. so we're going to let you hear it. Mr. Rutherford? No. Mr. Rajkumar? No. Mr. Seeperson? Yes. Mr. Figueroa? No. 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 Correct yourself. When I listened, I was like, what? I was almost like, a ton for a minute. I was like, what? I was like, what trouble is this, boy? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I was like what's going on here, boy? Oh, God, watch me. Uh, yeah, you understand? Yeah. So, you know, I'd be, I'm a ton bitch and those, I'm like, what the... Ro- <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, the game post had some trouble at the boy. Yeah, boy. So, you know, that, that happened. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, really, what it was is that on December 21st, there was a no-confidence motion. You know, and um, you know, how to trigger elections within ninety days, and that passed. You know, but the the thing about it, the interesting thing about it, <laughs> that the entire region is just enthralled by, is the fact that a uh, government MP, a backbencher MP, 
Um, I think his name is uh, Chandras Prasad, right? He voted yes, which nobody expected. Yes. <laughs> and you heard it in the clip, yeah. you know? You heard it in the clip. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that was the thing. So and I, I, that's why we say it's topical now and that's why it's getting this, you know, all the, the, the media attention and mm-hmm. so forth and grabbing the headlines because nobody expected it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what happened is that... Well, but this happened, I think, when um, President Granger was, was actually he was right, away. Yeah, you could imagine right, you're going right. to get a cancer treatment and then come back and you're not prime That's minister and, not, and you're not president no more. He went for, um, for chemo, <laughs> chemo. For chemotherapy yeah, in Cuba. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You land yeah. back and then say, but here we're going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah. Because um, in Ghana's constitution, section 1066, you know, it says that the cabinet, including the president, shall resign. If the government is defeated by a vote of the majority of all elected members of the National Assembly, you know, no confidence motion. And that's what happened. Right. So but the main thing now stemming from that, because as you say, it was just on the 21st of December. Mm-hmm. So what's happened now is that the government is saying, hey, that was not valid. We're going to court. To- Although they had accepted it initially. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think they put it to the speaker to reverse his decision mm-hmm. and all of that. Which he refused to do. He said, you know, let it go to court. Mm-hmm. So now they've gone to the high court. I think last week, Friday, they filed an application for a number of declarations. Uh, primarily, the, a declaration that the motion should not pass. That, the that well, Posad's vote was null, void, and of no legal effect. And that the... A majority was not reached. Mm-hmm. So as I said, according to 106, you have to have a majority of the members of the National Assembly. So they're saying that... How many members are that? Right, it's 65, uh-huh. right? <clears throat> so they're saying that a majority is not 33. Mathematically, it's 32 and a half would be mm-hmm. half, right? So And they got 33 votes to 32. So they're, they're saying that... Yes, mathematically it's 32.5 and they got 33 votes, but that is not a majority. So they're saying they need 34. They're saying they need 34, okay. right? And they're going on this. Well, I think it's an, an Anguillan case, right? Where the speaker in Anguilla um, actually came up with a formula. So he's pretty much saying when the when half, when 50% is a fraction, like in this case mm-hmm. 32.5. Then you have to round up to mm-hmm. 33. And then add one. And then add one. Boom. So mm-hmm. they're saying 34. So okay. they're saying using that Anguillan case, it should be 34. So they got 33. It doesn't carry. Mm-hmm. So that's one of their arguments. Number two is that I mean, under Article 155 of the Constitution, a member cannot have an allegiance to a foreign power. Oh, the dual citizenship something. So mm-hmm. right. They were saying that dual citizenship argument. And Chandra's Prasad, that backbencher MP, he has Canadian citizenship. But, you know, our constitution doesn't say Commonwealth country because I know Dr. Friday, our opposition leader, mm. has Canadian citizenship. Mm. And I think our constitution, I don't know the case in, in Guyana, but I think it says if you, you're not allowed to have any uh, citizenship essentially from uh, non-Commonwealth countries, but because Canada is a Commonwealth country, then mm. he's allowed to maintain that dual citizenship. Our right, um, right. Doctor Friday here, so I don't know if that's that's something. Mm. I think what it, what it says in their constitution is just a foreign a foreign a allegiance. Foreign, okay. Yeah. So, I guess it doesn't carry. Uh, it doesn't count there. Mm. So they're saying based on that his dual citizenship, his vote was invalid, 
he should not. What then are you voting? I can't validate. But that's the thing. He's there. He's there. He's he's their boss. You know, he's the he's for the government. It's just because now we voted against them. He's being an MP. It's just now we voted against them. They say no, boy. Your voting counts. You should never count that same energy. So I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I was trying to actually get a hold of the application from a colleague in Guyana, but I didn't get to. But you know, that's the crux of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe later on, when I actually get my hands on it, we can just kind of mm-hmm. touch on it a little bit. But but this one is an interesting thing because, as you know, um, Guyana is uh, a member, is a size, is has ascribed um, the CCJ in both jurisdictions. Right. So mm-hmm. you would imagine that even after the high court decision, mm-hmm. I think they would go on to probably appeal that mm-hmm. and then ultimately it could go to the high, I could go to the CCJ. They've, they've said as much. <laughs> they've said <laughs> as much. We expect it to go there yeah. basically yeah. because it's, it's of such importance yeah. that whoever yeah. win or whoever mm-hmm. lose, they're going to appeal it yeah. all the way to the CCJ yeah. as they should. Yeah. But you see the brilliance again going back to it now. The CCJ can hold it, can listen and hear arguments and, and make a ruling in this case quite quickly. Quite quickly. Whereas with the privy counts, we might have, you know, we might have been limbo. <laughs> Yeah. The 90 days would have come and gone and no election ain't yeah, happened. Exactly, <laughs> like how it happens in other places around yeah. the world, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the um, the government has pretty much said that. He said, we'll file this application in the high court. See y'all at CCJ. <laughs> like, he did not even <laughs> give a beat. See y'all at CCJ. Because so. it ain't But what happens in the meantime? I think I read in one of these articles mm-hmm. um, from the thing Starbrook News in, in Guyana that uh, a, a part of the application is asking him to kind of hope, essentially ask for the status quo to remain. Right. Which yeah. is basically for the government to, you know, until at least a, a, a final outcome is had from the court mm-hmm. system, that the government of um, David Granger, President Granger, remains. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually in the constitution as well. I'm okay. not sure which section. It's, I think it's the section right after this one with the no confidence motion. Mm-hmm. But it pretty much prescribes that the the present administration would hold on mm-hmm. until, you know, the elections are called and mm-hmm. so forth. But but I'm I'm, I'm reading it in, in these different um, news articles that this is basically uncharted territory. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing too. You know, because yeah, it so. hasn't happened before. Yep. It, it wasn't expected yep. to happen. Yep. And, you know, and I, I hear talk about people deciding what, what, who they're going to put forward to run for president and so on. Obviously, we know that President Granger is, is ill at the moment. Mm. They're not sure that even if, if it, it is allowed to go forward to the election, if he'll be able to contest right yeah. uh, uh, a run again for presidency re-election and so on and so mm-hmm. forth so you know that's that's interesting like yeah. ghana right now is in to- I, I read about this in so many different news articles internationally regionally yeah it's all over yeah that's the thing too it's, it's, when it's, i was looking a, at this it's, it's everywhere yeah it's a thing and on top mm. of that too, they had some territorial dispute with venezuela recently mm. surrounding exxon exxon mobile thing and even from, yeah. a, from an economic standpoint uncertainty like this is never good for the economy yeah. Especially an economy yeah. that is on, on, on the verge of a takeoff uh, as it relates to oil and gas. Yeah, because they discovered how many barrels? Yeah. 50 million yeah, or something? Yeah, like billions of, of mm. barrels of oil. Uh, and, you know, they've been signing contracts and negotiating yeah. with ExxonMobil, etc., mm. etc. Et so the, the economy is really braced yeah. for a takeoff. Because, see, that was the, that was the opposition's. Um, that was the opposition's whole thing. Oh right? yeah, they were they were that's yeah. why they filed the motion. Yeah, exactly. They because, were saying that too many yeah. concessions and someone right, given exactly. to Exxon yeah. Mobile and you know they essentially gonna you can mm. rape and pillage the, the, yeah. the country. And the government was trying to say, Oh no, you know, they got the best possible deal, deal and so forth. And, so yeah. and we are we, we know about you know about the heavy handedness sometimes in, in terms of um the negotiation of deals like this where the, the, the smaller country against these multi the multilateral um companies yeah. in negotiation 
you know, it's difficult, really mm. and truly. You're a new country, you don't necessarily have the expertise in oil and gas yeah. and so on, yeah. and you're trying to essentially build an, a, 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 an industry. Yeah. And, mm. you know, it's difficult. And so the opposition was saying, listen, these man, these... This a patty shop, this a marble shop. Them fellas giving away the whole shop in yeah, here, exactly. and the country and the people, of the country are not going to benefit. Yeah, and and that's something big. Mm-hmm. That's something big. So that's worthy, in my opinion, mm-hmm. of filing a no confidence motion. But like I said, nobody expected the thing to pass. <laughs> no, that's the thing too. And what's funny is in a subsequent interview, my guy came out and said, well, he was voting with his conscience. Yes, yes and yeah, yeah. I respect that mm-hmm. to the extent that I don't know many MPs within this region or within this world who would vote against their party, mm-hmm. albeit a coalition, huh? so, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's not necessarily party, party, because I don't know if he's aligned, and I don't know if he's right, aligned with anything, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a coalition government, but it still stands as a government. Yeah. For you to vote against your, your, your own colleagues to bring down your, a government that you're a part of, yeah. that, that is something big. Yeah, that's a whole thing. In terms of your conscience, I don't know how many people, how many other MPs in St. Vincent, in Barbados, <laughs> in the region, in the world, who would vote against their party, even though fundamentally they had an opposition, or they, they, they weren't in agreement with policies mm-hmm. uh, that, that are being undertaken by the government. They might express that privately. Yeah. But I, I, would, I, would, I would like to see the day mm-hmm. when, you know, when an opposition MP votes against a bill uh, being being put forward or being tabled by by not an opposition a government, a government MP yeah. votes against a bill being tabled by the government because I we have a system in in our especially this Westminster system mm-hmm. where we run such a hard line that you're not allowed to disagree with your party yeah you're yeah. not and the moment you vote against your party then fellas train you out yeah. then fellas say boy we don't win you know we can't trust them we win them but I fundamentally believe that we need to start practicing a new type of politics where I'm allowed to disagree yeah. I, I might upset I don't necessarily agree that this is in the best interest I've lost out to um my cabinet colleagues have obviously considered this bill important enough to go forward and they believe it and believe yeah. in it but if me uh, from from the from my core yeah. don't believe in this yeah. bill why should I be forced to yeah. vote vote with it or vote for yeah. it um because the, you know, because the, the government wants to push it through. Hmm. So I think I think they're probably allowed to do it. I think or you would feel better doing that in situations where you have a, a huge margin mm. of, of, of the seats, mm-hmm. right? So these small nations where, as I say, could be a bit divisive yeah. when, you know, it's, you know, 15 seats and, you know... One-man voting boy exactly, being passed. Yes. If it's, like, a huge number and, you know, like, three of y'all could vote on the other side and nothing would happen, then, you know, you could, you could do it. But when it's these small numbers, you could see the controversy and you could see divisiveness in uh, somebody voting. Yeah, because when you look at the vote. U.S., there have been instances where um, GOP... Um, GOP persons, senators, um, congressmen, etc., voted yeah. against um, GOP sponsored bills and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah. Even mean, with them, Theresa May, I mean, Tory yeah. people, so, Tory, I know, so them and yeah, she yeah, exactly. so, you know, yeah. what I mean, she could yeah. feel away, <laughs> but she can't vex, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, so, that's how it is when you have these, these, these bigger, bigger, bigger parliamentary yeah. uh, house of assemblies and so yeah. on. But I, again, it, it kind of speaks to the fact that our smallness doesn't allow us to kind of practice a, a more politically mature 
democracy is how I think I would put it. We're not, right, right, you know, right. and, and then again, we are we are young democracies relative mm. to these other countries as well. So maybe with time, we'll mm. get to the point where a man can say, yo, Mary, I'll give you the I'm voting for that. And don't vex me. I ain't, I ain't saying I'm leaving the party. Uh, right. I'm not, I'm just saying I don't agree with this particular yeah. point. Yeah, you can say you don't leave it. You know? Take choice <laughs> after that. Too. You know, but, but maybe yeah. we'll get there one day. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see it happening anytime soon. That's, well, that's, that's where we are. Yeah. Well, I guess that's our discussion here on uh, votes of no confidence against uh, Caribbean governments. As usual, we're moving into the second segment. You know, the segment, what are we drinking to this week? For me, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm just drinking to health and strength for 2019. We've made it through a difficult year and we hope that uh, we can move, not, not just us as individuals, but as a people. Uh, you know, in the Caribbean, in the world, I just want everybody to you know, just kind of come together, and you know, I just the positivity, brother. I just, I just want to drink the positivity. Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um actually started following a page on Instagram that actually highlights a lot of our young athletes and so forth, and I did not know that so many young athletes are studying at university in America and elsewhere mm-hmm. and achieving so much. Mm-hmm. And I just That's your to, Vincentians? Yeah, Young Vincentians. Mm-hmm. It's a page dedicated just to Vincentians. Mm-hmm. And I, I was actually so- shocked by the number of persons that are doing so well abroad in mm-hmm. terms of sports. Mm-hmm. And I just want to encourage all of them to continue doing what they're doing, make St. Vincent proud, and um, come back and do something for our industry here, for the sporting, sporting world in St. Vincent and the Grandines. And... Yeah, I wish everyone the best for 2019 especially. Let's make it big. I guess we will see you guys next time. I mean, thanks for chilling with us, drinking with us while we're here in this bar. And see you in episode 7.